In this episode, we're serving the tea on magical books, both fiction and nonfiction, that you can add to your summer reading list. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and solopreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at starlightandmoonbeams.com. So, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Okay, so in my literal cup is ice water. It's hot. It's it's June. It's summertime in Florida, and I am just drinking water like crazy. And in my life cup, oh, so much going on as usual. But kind of the fun thing is in the training program I'm doing, and this is just kind of a big energy thing as it is, but we have moved into the archetype of the muse. And so this is the energy of the inner child, of the playfulness, of the fae and the fairies, and just, you know, bringing forth that play quality, that play energy and creativity. And which is great because we're going into summer, which is the fire element. And that's all about power and creativity. So that's been really fun, just transitioning into that energy and just leaning into it and letting it take over and be more playful. And it's really good timing because, or maybe it's just synchronicity happening here, but I'm just so excited for this episode. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And we've had a lot of heavy episodes about energy and and, you know, sh- a little bit of shadow work and, you know, just how our personal energy functions about manifesting and the pitfalls and all of that. I'm just really excited that we are talking about books, which is one of our favorite things for both of us. So, yeah, it's all good, happy, fun energy going on right now. What about you? What's in your cup, Belinda? Just real quick. Are you drinking water out of your lizard cup? No, I, love I have your lizard cup. <laughs> My lizard cup's so cute. No, this is just a regular. Actually, it has um, the mascot from my kids' high school on it. <laughs> so just a regular normal cup. We latch on to you say, my lizard yeah. cup. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> um, well, my literal physical cup, I'm drinking from my Hufflepuff tumbler, which I think is fitting because we're talking about books today. Mm. But I can say in all honesty, I finally have water in my cup. Um, <laughs> I had a doctor's appointment yesterday where some things were confirmed. So it was the shove I kind of needed to let go of drinking sodas and letting go of things just with sugar and artificial sugar uh, anyway, because it's not very good on my body um so i'm already trying to battle like the withdrawal headaches so it's Mm. it's okay um i keep telling myself i got my eye on the prize that at the end of this once i get through to the other end that my body is not going to hurt as much and that i won't have that draining on my energy so but i will ask that y'all pray for my family you know light a candle (laughs) send out healing thoughts because yeah and for me (laughs) Right? Letting go of the soda and the caffeine is one thing, but I also know cutting back on sugar. Yeah, just pray for them. Pray that each day I don't wake up choosing violence (laughs) and that I'm good. No, I'm really not that bad. But yeah, just still pray for us. In my life cut, it's pretty exciting. Um, I'm still kind of buzzing from being at Phoenix Fan Fusion and I'm still unpacking things, unpacking my fan art that I absolutely love. Um, but right now, the thing I'm really grateful for is that I'm watching a miracle unfold in my life that has been a long time coming. And it just makes me so unbelievably grateful and happy that this is my life, which if you've known me in the past, that wasn't something I could ever say. 
You know, there was always something. And I am just so grateful that I am Belinda Boring. I am so grateful for this life. I'm so grateful for the challenges that I've given, been given, and also the blessings that I've been given. And it reminds me that sometimes we have to play the long game that, you know, we know that the universe has our backs and we do our best to keep that creative energy flowing and to do those things, work our tools so that we keep in light uh, alignment with the universe and that energy. But it can be discouraging when we get impatient. So, and, and when things don't go according to our timeline. So that's yeah. what I'm learning this week that I'm just grateful and that it's worth being patient because the payoff, it's amazing. So yay, yay for miracles yeah. and yay for water. So that's I me love this week. that. I love that. And I need that lesson too. That's actually something I've been facing because as you know, I've been trying to make some big physical changes in my life that aren't happening on as fast as I really want them to. <laughs> so I, I'm with you. <laughs> and you're, you're such an excellent example of that. Just step back and let the universe do its thing. And you still do your thing, but you just have to have faith that the divine is taking care of you and it will all come together exactly as it's meant to. So thank you for that reminder. It's hard when you're born, when not when you're born, but when you're a control freak, right? Just to let it go. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest yeah. thing. Okay. The universe has my back. I just got to control what I can control and let the universe do the rest. So yeah. Yay. That's all I can say. Just yay. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have been joining us along our way as we have been releasing each and publishing each episode, have known we've been mostly on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts, but we're so happy now to know that we're also on Good Pods. And a way that we found this out was actually quite exciting for us. And we wanted to take just a few moments just to say thank you to everyone who's listened, who's tuned in, who has downloaded episodes. Uh, for just all your support because we found out that we hit some lists on the leaderboards of Good Pods. We were number 25 last week in the top 100 spirituality um, weekly chart. We were number 26 in, in the top 100, number 30 in the top 100 spirituality monthly chart, 31 in the top 100 spirituality monthly chart, and then we were number 69 in the top 100 religion and spirituality weekly chart. That's a lot of charts, but what, you know, and numbers, but what it tells us is that you guys are tuning in, that you're liking what we offer. And we just wanted to say thank you, that we love you and that we hope to continue bringing you things that you find interesting and things that just help you live your magically creative life, like our tag says. So thank you. Thank you. Um, while we're there as well, we just wanted to invite you also to hit the subscribe button below so that our new episodes are always queued up for you and follow us on the socials where you'll be able to get updates on different things that we share. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Teeth. So please consider leaving a review. Um, by all means, just talk about us. Share what you like about us with your friends. And again, thank you so much. We love it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's serve the tea. I am so excited about today's episode, like I said earlier, because we are sharing our some magical books that you might want to add to your summer reading list. And just so you know, some of these we have read, not all of them, because they are also on our list. So we're excited to talk about them later um, and explore some new books. But before we do that, first, Belinda, you and I are both authors, obviously. So I want to know the favorite magical book that you've written. <laughs> <laughs> well crap <laughs> I'm like favorite magical book like one of the things that we get asked a lot as authors is what was our favorite book or what's our favorite character that we've character, written yeah and this is just another form of that fa favorite magical book you just threw me under the bus <laughs> with my <laughs> characters because I'm supposed to love them all and I do you just, you know, and you should know better, Christy, because you're an author. You shouldn't ask questions I like know. that. So it's like asking who your favorite child is. <laughs> right. I'm like, you. Oh, don't tell the other one. No, you. Like, it, <laughs> you just can't do that. 
the Mystic Wool series was my first book that I wrote and published. And to me, that alone is magical because it's evidence that I believed in myself enough to take that leap. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved the way that I created my wolves. I was actually a vampire girl, but Mm -hmm. I loved the way that my wolves, a human soul and a wolf soul coexist together in one body and they, they create one powerful entity one it's a partnership and so I love everything about my wolves they there's vampires in there as well there's witches that make up the world magic I've loved being able to explore I'm currently writing the ninth book Devlin is my vampire enforcer his is the books that I'm working on right now I had I had to take a break a long extended break but I'm currently working with him at the moment and he is just everything that I love about Mm -hmm. the romance fantasy, magical, ah, just everything. I also love everything that I wrote for Heavenwood Fall series, not just because, Christy, you were the one who was the mastermind of it, but, you know, but because of the way that it came into my life. Like um, I have Sedona and Micah. I have Marcus St. James and Phineas Knox, Holly, Tempest and Eric's. I got to write about empathic witches, mystical oracles, demigods, angels, cursed blood drinkers. Yeah. Um, and so I got a lot of really great opportunities with that. Everything about Heavenwoods Falls inspired me as a writer and a creator and came out at a time when I desperately needed that inspiration and I needed to be connected with my community and passions. So it's very hard for me to separate. Like when I talk about my favorite magical book that I've written, I also have all these emotions and experiences that are connected. So no, I'm not going to choose my favorite magical book. I like them all. <laughs> I love them all. They, I love it. I love, I personally love, I have written contemporary, but I do love writing paranormal fantasy, paranormal romance, urban fantasy, magical stuff because yeah. I control it and the world is my oyster. So yeah. What about you, Christy? What's your favorite? Let me throw you <laughs> out. Let me get you mad. Your character's know, mad at you. <laughs> that, that wasn't a fair question. And I'm kind of like you no. in so many ways. Um, it is. It's like saying you have a favorite child, which, you know, as you're writing it, you're like, oh, this is my favorite. And then the next one. And then but then you think back on the previous one. Oh, but I really love writing those. So, yeah, it's it's really impossible to choose. I, too, I've tried writing contemporary. I haven't actually even published anything because I always end up throwing magic in it in some way or another or some kind of fantasy or, you know, something. So um, everything I've written has magic in them. If I had to narrow it down to specifically witches, then I would say Addie Beaumont stories in my ha- in the Haven. Oh, you did it. <laughs> you, named, <laughs> you named a favorite child. Oh, no. But then maybe they... we should pray for you now. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Because. But that's, I mean, I love Addie. I loved writing her. She she is an empowerer of other young oh, she's badass. magical girls. She is badass. But I just loved how she ended up empowering other young girls. So Havenwood Falls has several series. And Addie's, her stories are in the main adult series. But she shows up in almost every single book because she's such an integral part of the town. And as she does, everyone just started writing her in as being kind of the mentor and, you know, the advice Mm -hmm. giver. And so she, especially in the young adult books, where the characters are just coming into their powers and Addie was always there to help them, you know, overcome their fears and their doubts or help them figure out how to use their powers or anything. So yeah, um, I loved writing her, but I also adore my <laughs> my witch character Blossom in the Soul Savers series. Soul Savers is like yours; it has and Havenwood Falls. It has just about everything. It's primarily about hybrid angels, but um, there's angels, demons, witches, vampires, shifters, uh, fae. They're all in there. But Blossom is the best friend of the main character, and she was a lot of fun to write as well. And then there's also Ellie and her twin Brielle in the Knights of Souls and Shadows and their best friend Charlie, who is a witch. So Ellie and Brielle aren't necessarily witches, 
I won't go into it because I don't want to give anything away, but they do have witch magic along with other magic, but their best friend, Charlie, is a very powerful witch. And they're all also in Sun and Moon Academy, which is part of Havenwood Falls. So it all integrates together. And yeah, and there's so many witches in Havenwood Falls that I didn't necessarily create, like Sedona and Tempest and oh, I could just go on and on. So I won't. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know that was a little mean to ask that question. But you know, if we're going to talk about books. We got to talk about uh, our own as well. And the, the ups and downs of being authors and bringing, you know, what that does to us. And maybe some of our listeners will understand <laughs> when they ask us right? that, like, book con or something like, who's, what's your favorite book or who's your favorite character or where should I start? And if we're, if we just have like this deer in headlights, look, it's because we want to give you all of them. <laughs> it's like, I love right? this one. I love that and one. And it feels like a cop out too. Like who's your, what's your favorite? When you turn around and say, whichever we're working on right now, the reason why we say that is because we're in the thick of that emotion. Yeah, it, it just it really just depends. Like, yeah, it's not a cop out. It's whatever book we're writing on, which uh, like we have playlists that have music that's attached to it. We have images that are attached to it. Yeah, it's hard to, to nail it down. And you and I both, I think you and I both start with that emotion I think you know when we're when the story is starting to come to us and that's where you know every writer is different in how they come up with their ideas and how they get started on something but I think you and I have that in common is it's a very emotional thing as we're getting started before the action and the adventure and you know the whole journey comes in so yeah that's why we're so attached but then on the flip side is readers because we're going to talk about the books that we love to read and to recommend them oh Mm -hmm. I have no problem pointing out my favorite character no problem like he's my favorite I'll stop there because we could just talk about that right okay what are we going to talk about first Yes, let's uh, do our nonfiction list first, because we are going to talk about both fiction and nonfiction today. So we will start with nonfiction. So what's your first one? The first one, well, last year, I felt called to start working with the goddess Persephone. I've always always felt drawn to her mm-hmm. and to Hades, but especially her. So I wanted to learn more about her ways that more than just what I knew off the top of my head from mythology. And so I would, if you're someone who, like me, is interested in different goddesses, I would recommend Persephone's Pathway, Wisdom, Magic, and Growth by Jennifer uh, Heather. We've talked about it before. The goddess Persephone is the epitome of duality. As the spring maiden, she revitalizes the earth with abundance and life. And then as the queen of the underworld, she transforms and rejuvenates in the dark. She is one of balance and harmony. And I thought that that was so intriguing to look into that. And I absolutely loved that book. Like I highly recommend if you're into Persephone, read that you're able to tap into that dual archetype so yeah what about mm-hmm. you christy and that's a great recommendation because um persephone is very much known for her back and forth travels and so like right now she's out in the world the regular world and you read the book now and then at fall in the fall is when she goes back into the underworld and there's so much uh, light and shadow and everything there so it would be a good time to be reading that. about a month too between her time when she went down as the the god goddess of spring to her coronation as the queen of thunderworld so she is both maiden goddess and queen and just Mm -hmm. ways that we can embody that energy too so i loved it it was a great book Okay, so my first nonfiction book I'm going to recommend is called The Book of Blessings and Rituals by Athena Paracas, PhD. She is the owner and founder of Sage Goddess. And the reason why I love this book is because it's very simple. It's not very long and it's beautiful. It's beautifully written, beautiful um, images in it. But also it just takes you through the wheel of the year and gives you ideas for rituals and blessings to do for each high holy day for what might be going on at that time of the year. And they're a great way, especially for beginners, to get into doing rituals and blessings. And so that was my first recommendation for nonfiction. I love Athena. 
My second one was actually called Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations by Sarah Prout. And she was actually one of the first people about manifestation and uh, metaphysical things that drew me when I first started my journey. And I found her book at Goodwill's. And basically, you open it up and it has just different, yeah, it has 200 little meditations. If there's something that you want to focus on, you just find it in the book and it's simple, uncomplicated, and it's easy to follow. Yeah, cool. she's a great practitioner. I have, uh, I subscribed to her emails. I just, I followed her for years. And so she's a great book for my uh, collection. What about you? I love that. I'm going to have to check that one out. Okay, so my next one is called Found and Foraged, a curated collection of magical plants and herbs by our very own friend, Tish Thauer. And so Tish writes a lot of fiction, but she also wrote this nonfiction, and it is about various herbs. Um, she also owns a lavender and flower farm, and so she's starting to sell those. But this is, it's just such a beautifully done book gives basic information about all kinds of herbs and flowers like you got periwinkle and peppermint it's in alphabetical order so if you know it's easy to find what you might be looking for but it's just a sweet little book with just these beautiful pictures and for each plant she'll say what type it is the botanical name the magical uses as well as the medicinal uses and you know things that you might also want to understand as far as warnings go like for for lemongrass, do not use if pregnant or breastfeeding. Do not inhale or swallow pure oils. This can produce toxic side effects. So she gives a few of those yeah. warnings as well. So I, I just love it. I mean, it's it's such a little book, but it's just beautiful. And I was so excited when she released it. Okay, what's your next one? The next book that I have is called Tarot by Tina Gong. It's to connect with yourself, develop your intuition, and live mindfully. I found this at five and below, and I thought it was a still. It's just, I'm interested in learning more about tarot. So you get to know each card in detail. You find out what they're for, what they do, um, and how you can make it more meaningful to your own life and personalize it, make it more intimate connection to your cards. And so... Okay, so my next one is a classic, considered a classic probably. It's called The Spiral Dance, A Rebirth of the Ancient Religion of the Great Goddess by Starhawk. And so I just recently read the 20th anniversary edition, which itself, because it was um, first published in 1979. She did a 10-year anniversary with updates and then a 20-year anniversary with updates. And that's the one I read. And it is a great introduction, but maybe even a little bit deeper for those who have a basic understanding of the craft, but also of, you know, like she calls it the religion of the great goddess. And so she gives ritual ideas, ceremony ideas, what a coven is, how to create a coven, um, if you want to go into that part, but also just, you know, how to create ritual and ceremony for yourself. And it, it has a lot of the history of the, the movement from the patriarchal God, father God-centered religion and bringing back in to our awareness, the feminine side of the divine and the goddess. And so I, I really enjoyed reading this book and getting that historical perspective. And like I said, the one I read is the third update. So, you know, she gives commentary on how her views changed in the last 10 years oh, and then that. how they changed again 10 years later. So yeah, it, it's it's been a really interesting read. And it's also, I found her because she's quoted a lot <laughs> in the in the community, in the spiritual and witch community. So so I was like, okay, I need to know more about this Starhawk. And yeah, she's she's kind of one of the mothers in the beginning. So it's called The Spiral Dance, A Rebirth of the Ancient Religion of the Great Goddess. And it says rituals, invocations, exercises, and magic. Well, that sounds great. Okay, the, my next recommendation, it's on my TBR. Um, I started to read it and I also got it at the same time that I was looking at Persephone. And it's called The Journey to the Dark Goddess by Jane Meredith. And what pulled me in, uh, just a little bit of the blurb was, Journey to the Dark Goddess will lead you on a powerful healing path. In the stories of the ancient goddesses, you will heal your own soul 
calling out to you. Dark Goddess is the critics of healing, change, and renewal. She offers you connection with the core of yourself. Um, if you've been unable to shake off depression or feel its return, if you have inexplicable blank patches in your life, if you know that something is missing or something is calling to you, if you seek the source of women's power, it's time to journey to the Dark Goddess. And so... I like that. Yeah, exists in mm -hmm. ancient myth. And it weaves, it says here, it weaves in stories of Inanna, Persephone, and Psyche, and just different things like that. So that is something that's next on my list to read. Just anything that will get you in touch with yourself, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's going on my TBR list for sure. <laughs> okay, my next one is also a TBR, which those of you who might not be familiar, that means to be read list or pile or however you keep track of that. So my next one for nonfiction is called Self Sorcery by Lisa Lister. And it says, come to your senses, trust your instincts, remember your magic. Ooh. Yeah, the blurb, just the beginning of it. This is an invitation to reclaim your magic power and wisdom in and through your body. It's a cosmic wink, direct from source, to deepen and expand your awareness, your intuition, your instincts, and your innate feminine wisdom. What magic and medicine wants to be remembered through you? So, yeah, I picked up a couple of her books recently, and I'm really excited to start reading that one. That sounds amazing. My final nonfiction was actually something that you recommended to me and I've started reading it and it's called You Are a Goddess, Working with the Sacred Feminine to Awaken, Heal and Transform by Sophie Bashford. And it's just discover the goddess energies that lie within you through nine goddess archetypes, an empowering guide on finding healing, strength, and transformation. I know in the Moonbeams magazine, I think it was the February edition, we actually did the divine feminine archetypes. And that was so intriguing as we researched for that. And so I'm excited to read more in this book because... Um, just for one of the things, understand the many ups and downs, emotions and cycles of your life through the eyes of the goddess. There's so many different things that we can learn on how, you know, to be better. Learn how to work with each goddess for self-healing. Discover how the goddess can ignite your spiritual growth and uncover your feminine healing gifts. I just love everything about that. Ways to get in touch with ourselves. Reconnect with our own inner and innate magic and feminine energy. I just like everything yeah. about that. So yeah, you recommended that to me. You loved it. And so that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah. In fact, now I kind of want to read it again. <laughs> but we're kind of on a streak because my next one is called Goddesses in Every Woman. And this is by another um, kind of mother of the whole recent spiritual awakening over the last probably 30, 40 years, 50 years, I guess. But this is called Powerful Archetypes in Women's Lives, and it's by Jean Shinoda Bolin, MD. And this is the 30th anniversary edition. So again, it's a, a, it's been around for a while. It's been highly recommended. I think maybe even Sophie Bashford might have said something about it. If not in there, then in the emails that I um, get because I subscribe to her. But Jean Shinoda Bolin is a psychiatrist, a Jungian analyst, and an author and speaker. And she's just been around for a long time. And she has several kind of versions of these. Like the next one I want to read is called Goddesses. It's something like Goddesses in Every Middle-Aged Woman or Postmenopause. Something like what I'm going through right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you're starting to make that transition from mother to crone. And so I, I'm interested in reading that one too, but I just barely started this one, but it's highly recommended by all of my mentors and teachers and, you know, all the lists I subscribe to and everything. So the most of our nonfictions were all to do with tapping into that energy to, with those archetypes of recognizing yes. the goddess within as well. So very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> She's been ignored for so long, and I know in my life especially, and I am just all about bringing that, learning how to bring that balance back into me, into my body, into my life, and helping other, not just women, we all need to bring that feminine, that divine feminine back into the energy of the world, because that's where we're, why we're so off kilter is we're just unbalanced. Exactly, so, and it starts with us, right? I love that we're both on that track. Yep. Okay, let's dive into fiction, and I'm excited. My first one that I wanted to share, I actually picked it up because I love the cover at Phoenix Fan Fusion, and I spoke with the author. 
And it's called Museum of Magic by Beth Revis. And it actually was written by Kindle Vella. In, it's a serial, but she's put it together in book mm. form. And what I loved most about it, it's about this. I think she's 17, 18. She grows up in a small town in Salem. Her ancestor was renowned for witchcraft. And she lives in a home that's dedicated as a museum to this ancestor. And then one day in pops this fey boy called Puck. He shows up and then a hunter shows up. And it sets them off on this adventure where she has to recreate magic. Having just realized she has magic to put things mm-hmm. back to right and what I loved about this two things I loved really quick was that there's a lot of history in there she based it on historical people I like that it tapped into a lot of Celtic things because that's my heritage so there's a lot of things over in England and mm-hmm. in Wales and Scotland and everything like that and it was just this beautiful way of bringing history back to life and shining a light on the persecution of witches and people who had mm-hmm. powers and were empowered and the second thing that I really liked about it was the way that she wrote it each chapter she either drew a tarot card she rolled a dice like for Dungeons and Dragons that kind of thing she drew ideas out of a hat like it really was up to fate and her readers and even at the beginning of each chapter it shows the tarot card that she drew and so I thought that was fascinating uh, like it's just a fun way of writing a magical book by using tools of magic yeah that is really cool it's on Kindle Unlimited if you have that. But yeah, it was a great book. I remember you texting me from FanFusion and telling me about this author who who was creating this story this way. I had no idea it was Beth Revis. So that is really cool. So yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to have to check that book out. It sounds really good. It's a great read. Okay, so my first witchy book that I'm putting on here is called Daughters of Dark Root. It's a series by April Aishime. And it's kind of a gothic mythical tone to it. It, I don't even remember. I read it a couple of years ago and it still kind of stuck with me, just the whole vibe and the mood of it. Okay, so the first book is called The Witches of Dark Root, a contemporary witchy fantasy. And the series is Daughters of Dark Root. And let's see, it just says, my name is Maggie Maddock and I'm a wilder, a natural born witch who cannot control her powers. A dirty word in our community, hardly better than a warlock. My sisters and I were trained in the old ways of magic by my coven leading mother, my Aunt Dora, and various members of the council. With Dark Root's steady supply of magic and our talents, we were deemed the generation destined to save the world. But there was a rift. And so she comes back to the town of Dark Root, which is a witchy town. And like I said, it's all about her sisters and her family. It's very family-oriented. But there's just kind of a dark, moody, I don't know, the vibe was just so cool. So I wanted to share that one with you first, especially if you're looking for like a witchy book to read because it's, they are all witches. I don't remember off the top of my head if there were any other kind of creatures or magical beings in it. So what's your next one? Hmm, I basically the books that I've sharing are the ones that I've read this year. And so the next one that I devoured, it's the Air of Blood and Fire series by Camille Renee. It's basically book one is about uh, war has happened and a girl called Kala Caldwell, she's tempted by this mysterious stranger who bites her and then she discovers that he's a vampire <laughs> prince and it's a fantasy. He's trying to save her and trying to claim her and there's four books and the first one is called Of the Blood. The second one is called Of Fire and Water. Third is Of Earth and Air. And four is Of Kingdoms and Crowns. And it's just this beautiful four book fantasy series that it's this journey that they go on. And it's all about like overcoming the odds and empowering yourself and discovering, you know, it says here like trying to tip the scales of good and evil if only she can harness her powers. There was a Mm -hmm. lot of that for me, like, (gasps) like this and you just can't stop reading and that's what I loved about this series so much that I went and read all her other books too and so I definitely <laughs> recommend Camille Renee and this and Tristan very swoon worthy like my my fantasy has to have swoon and magical and yeah. elements yeah. 
and yeah yeah. just fantastic such a good read i love cameo too cameo is such a sweetheart she is one of our havenwood falls authors she did write about a witch in havenwood falls so i just i adore her writing and i adore her as a person okay my next one is also havenwood falls author and we also talked about her nonfiction book but i'm gonna bring her in again and that is tish thauer and her newest release the witch handbook to magic and mayhem and i wanted to bring this this in because one we featured it i know (laughs) we featured it in uh the may issue of moonbeams magazine and we did an interview with tish so if you haven't checked that out we hope that you do but this one has witches and fae and they go to fairy so there's some portal magic there and it was just it was such a fun read and i just love her books because at least everything i've read of hers the main characters are witches and she herself is a witch and she actually really helped me in my baby witch days i guess you would call them my baby magic days of kind of directing me toward books at the time and resources and you know different ways of kind of learning about all the different things that are part of this magically creative life and so um i just love her books because they definitely weave in the real magic of life so that was my next one okay what's next for you i don't think i've met a tish book that i haven't loved and that haven't messaged her and said um excuse me more where are you right now in your office writing more okay you know (laughs) i'm so mean like that so demanding (laughs) okay like i said i went on a real hades and persephone kick like learning more about her but also the books that i read and there's a lot of popular ones but there was one that really stuck out to me and it's called the hades and persephone duet by heloise hull i like the way that she described it a new twist on the hades persephone myth where the grudges are as ancient as the gods and intense and dark romance Mm. book one is of thorns and and bones and book two is called of flames and thrones and what i liked just a snippet was i haven't seen hades for 1500 years but he's the key to the one thing i desire above all else revenge after what i did to him it's going to take more than batting my eyes to regain his trust and this book these two books were so insane i did not want them to end i was so mad when it ended i was left like my (laughs) heart like i wish you could see me right now like everything was just so in invested and and so caught up if you love any book Hades and Persephone absolutely absolutely read these two they're on Kindle Unlimited too so yeah that sounds really good okay so my next one is called Stolen Magic and in the series is Shadows of the Immortals by Marina Finlayson have you read these because they take place in Australia (laughs) I haven't Um, I know yeah, she's Australian. So that was fun to me just to start with. Just to, I love books that take you to a whole different country or world or, you know, realm. And so I just love that. And it, it was so she is the main character. And I, I was trying to look at the blurb real quick and I can't find it. But she got into some trouble many years back. So she went into hiding into this sweet little seaside town where she's kind of started a life. And she's brought back into all of the the politics of the magical world and so she has to kind of navigate that and decide if she's gonna get back into what she's always done she was a magical thief and so um i just i just really enjoyed it that was another one i read mm, might have been during covid or sometime around there so it's been a couple of years but it's another one that just kind of stuck with me the mood and the characters and one that i i was bummed when i was done reading it too because i i got attached to all of the dynamics between all the characters and everything isn't that how it is you finish a book that you've been so invested in and then you're like oh i have to go back to real life that sucks yeah (laughs) i want to live in the book okay my next person i'm obsessed with her Lindsay hall anything by her anything she's prolific writer she has a huge backlist she's a ku author which was a big bonus for me because when i find an author that i like i read everything of theirs i'm not going to be able to tell you about every single because she has oh she has a ton 
of completed series, but there are three real quick that I'll tell you that I really love. The latest one that I read was Secrets and Sins series. It's got enemies to lovers, faded mates, and a tortured hero who's absolutely obsessed with the heroine, but really doesn't want to be. I love that trope. And it's set in New Orleans. I believe that uh, he's a demon. And so it's got that kind of feel. There's witches in there, there's shifters, and there's demons. So, so good. And I'm waiting for the next. The next one I liked was Court of Starlight and Darkness series. I loved it. The, the beginning of the blurb is my idea of a good time used to be a rom-com and a pint ice cream. But when a lethally sexy fake king kidnaps me, that changes. I'm forced to compete in a deadly competition to become his queen. I love stuff like that too, mm-hmm. where you're like, I don't really want to do this, but it's that forced and, and you find out, oh uh, yeah, you find out that they're mates and they love each other and a thing and it's magic and it's like trying to figure how you're going to win this and you have to win it. The next one is Shadow Guild, the Rebel series. I love this one too. People say I'm a weirdo. Sure, my idea of a party is a mini box of wine and hanging out with a feral raccoon, but it works for me. When I'm accused of murder, things get crazy. One, I learn I have magic. Two, there's a secret magic hidden city hidden right in London itself. And three, my only hope is a vampire who's sexy as sin and scary as the devil himself. He's called the Devil of Darkvale and he all but owns Guild City. Absolutely loved. Loved. And one thing I love about, like if you like urban fantasy and romance, paranormal fantasy, she is your author. She's amazing. So yeah. I'll have to check her out. I think I already have a couple on my Kindle, but I haven't started them yet. And you've talked about them a lot. So she's definitely going on my summer reading list. Okay, now my next one is on my TBR and is at the very top because I have heard so many amazing things. It's a new release and I will say the author, I we've been Facebook friends for years and years and years. I've seen her come up in contemporary romance, but this is her first kind of fantasy, um, anything magical. And from what I've seen and heard, she's just hit it out of the park. She's been on New York Times list for weeks in a row. So it's called... You might have already heard about it, The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And it is about a war college for dragon riders. And I mean, just right there, that just sounds amazing. One click. So um, I'll just, yeah, I know, right? So just really quick, um, the beginning of the blurb, 20-year-old Violet Soringel was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, the dragon riders. So, uh, I mean, you got dragons and you got an army. And I mean, I just, I just love the whole premise of it and when she first started talking about it gosh I don't even remember a year or two ago I was like this is gonna be good and so I'm really excited about it and I'm so excited that it's getting the notice and the attention and the praise that she deserves as an author so yeah I'm really excited for that one yeah now I need to go to Amazon after this and go buy that okay my last <laughs> recommendation is Eliza Rain. She's another person that I've read this year. Anything by her, I recommend. She has a huge backlist, so I've pretty much worked my way through. Of course, she has the Hades Trial series, which I love. It's a slow burn romance. It basically, the gist is I've been kidnapped by Zeus, plucked from the streets of Manhattan, and now I'm trapped in the underworld, being forced to compete in a series of deadly trials for the position of Queen of the Underworld, which would mean marrying Hades, the utterly terrifying Lord of the Dead. Who the hell wants a husband at all, let alone one made of smoke and riddled with death? Oh my gosh, I freaking loved this. Uh, it's three books. She then goes on and she does the Ares Trial series, which is along the same kind of feel. Enemies to lovers, soulmates, so good. And it's like, I've always known there was something wrong with me, a reason why I never quite fit in. And now I know why. I'm a freaking Greek goddess of war and she needs to team up with Ares, but they don't like each other. So it's this enemy. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then finally, one that I really liked was The Devil's Deal. I I love anything like any book that's to deal with Lucifer and, and that thing in my romance. So the devil's deal, it's Lucifer's curse, fallen feathers, wicked hope. It is a forbidden romance spicy spicy fantasy and oh it's just so good so I cheated. I gave you series. I didn't give you books. I gave you series. Yeah you did. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. So my final recommendation is my, on my to be read list and it's called Magical Midlife Madness. It's part of the series called Leveling Up by K.F. Breen. And so a few years ago, several authors and some of them are Shannon Mayer, Jana DeLeon, Dorinda Jones, Denise Grover Swank, who's a good friend of mine, Elizabeth Hunter. They kind of started a whole new subgenre of fantasy for midlife women. The main characters are in their midlife and they're discovering that they have magic or, you know, various different storylines there. So I, as someone who's in my midlife now, I was really excited to see this, this come into the world and it's really taken off. So this is one I wanted to start with, the magical midlife madness. And she just says, a woman starting over, been there, done that, a new house with an unexpected twist, a cape wearing butler acting as the world's worst life coach. (laughs) Yeah, that's one I'm really excited. And I kind of want to get into some of the other ones too about, you know, discovering magic in your midlife because so many of us are there. And I think that's actually, you know, there's so many books about coming into your powers at adolescence or college. But in real life, we really come into it, a lot of us later in life. Now, I know this next generation is different. They are awakening sooner. But like my generation X, we're doing it in our 40s, you know, our 30s or four, our late 30s, 40s, and early 50s is what I'm seeing a lot of because, you know, we're past that point of raising kids or starting to get a career and we're at that point of saying there's got to be more to life than this. Definitely. And, you know, we've been on that rat race for decades and we're ready to get off and discover what's really this life is about. So I love the idea, the concept, and yeah, I am really excited to read that. And so we're just going to throw in real quick, Haven would fall. We're always going to recommend Havenwood <laughs> Falls and not just because it's us, <laughs> but because there is so much to read there and it is currently on Kindle Unlimited. So, and they're short. They're no, Most of them are novellas. So, you know, if you don't have time to deep dive and read for, you know, hours and days on end, then you can read a book at a time, you know, in one evening or a couple of evenings and they're also great for your summer reading list. Okay, we are going to have more recommendations in the upcoming issue of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as are including special recommendations for Pride Month, books that are written by and or feature main characters who are in the LGBTQIA plus community. So we'll have that in the next issue of Moonbeams Magazine. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Belinda. I, I love talking <laughs> books with you and it, we could have gone on and on and on, but um, right. we cut it off. So we hope our listeners have picked up on some really great books and have something, find something good to read. And if you have recommendations for us, we would love to hear them. So make sure you drop us a line on those. So, hey, Christy, what Starburst are you sharing today? So my starburst today is for one of our fellow Once Upon a Podcast Network podcasts, Haunted Mayhem, which is by Brandy Nicole. And she's one of the newest ones to join the network. And she is also an author of magical and paranormal fantasy books. So I just wanted to give her a shout out and congratulations on launching her podcast. Haunted Mayhem is a Um, If you like murder mysteries or um, real life murder stories, she gives it a twist because it goes beyond the death into the spirits coming back and haunting whatever, you know, it it might be haunting where they were killed or it may be haunting their murderer or, you know, she, yeah, she goes beyond into the paranormal aspect of it. So it's fairly new. She has a couple episodes out now, but that's one we hope that you will check out and also check out her books because you just need more books on your list, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're growing our TBR list. we got to grow yours. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So for my starburst today, I am going to shine a starburst on you, my dear sweet Christy. I don't know. (laughs) This woman, she is, what do you call them? A Renaissance lady. She is, she has so many different hats, 
right? Podcaster, magazine, writer, author. But did you know she's also a, a life spiritual coach? I have been working with Christy and I want to share and shine a starburst on her and her services today because I had a moment to reflect over the past six months and I could see so much growth that has happened, a change in mindset, a change in attitude, a change in mood and belief and a sense of empowerment for me that has come directly from working with you. I could not, I'll recommend you to the cows come home. You know what I mean? Like just so good. Like there is a perspective and a way of viewing things that Christy brings that helps you step out of the way that you judge yourself and judge the life and, and be able to observe and you're able to, to navigate life, navigate your challenges. You're able to shift things that were before hard or you, you didn't even know you needed to shift them. It just such a blessing and her services are so valuable, the time she gives you. So yeah, I wanted to share a starburst on the amazing Christy Cook. <laughs> Definitely. This is something that's (laughs) interesting. If if there's something you need to shift, if there's something that you're just not sure how to navigate it, or you need a little help, or you need someone who's objective to look at it and help you, then Christy is definitely, she's the real thing. She's authentic. She's just, she's empowering. And so I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for the help that you give me, you've given me and that you continue to give me. So, yeah. You're awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's so sweet. But I don't hope you're not discounting yourself because <laughs> you did all the work. You did all the hard stuff. So um, it is work. And yeah, with my coaching, I'm just here to be that observer and help people see different angles and different perspectives and move some of that energy that's stuck and, you know, learn how to rediscover, reclaim your power because it's all there. You're not broken. You're not lost. It's just sometimes we get distracted or buried or um, we got to deal with that shadow aspect. But yeah, you 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 did the hard stuff. So applaud to you as well. <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving another deliciously magical cup of tea. Also watch for our bonus episode on Letha and the summer solstice, which is coming in a few days. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, and Player FM, and coming soon to Amazon Music. So in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.